Oh, welcome back. Another episode of Wave Ah, and we just finished up with the girls' sub camp down at the lake, and we're just here chilling. I've got Alyssa with me, and she taught them a little bit about just self awareness and some yoga, some breath work, and she's going to talk all about it because we literally just finished up at the lake. And I, I want to welcome you here to the yes. to the Sylvan Lake. Uh, community here you're with a couple of the late girls and their friends so it's a it's i'm happy to have you here thank you it's such a nice little slice of like community it's like such a small town it seems but then everybody knows each other which is so amazing yeah they all kind of look out for each other which is really nice and um we have used the power of social media to even Mm. just stay connected that way as well but then it's almost like one lady that rode by this morning, she was like, oh, have a good, you know, girls camp. And uh, yeah, and it's just because she saw some of my pictures and other posts, you know, yeah. prior to that, you know, so it just connects a little bit more, a little more link linkage. Yeah, well, I'm happy to be not too far in Bloomfield, especially because I grew up in Dearborn and I definitely found that there was kind of a lack of that kind of like looking out for each other because it was a little bit bigger and there's like so many different sides to the town. I lived in Wyandotte for a little bit, and it kind of had that boat life as yeah. well. So it's cool to see just all the different parts of Metro Detroit. That's awesome. Are you originally from Michigan? Yeah, yeah. Born and raised and from Dearborn, and then lived in Wyandotte for a little bit, and now I'm in Bloomfield, which was such a big jump, but it was one of those like manifestation powers where I knew what I wanted, Yeah. and I just had to like declare that. And I've lived there since last fall, so it's been such a blessing. Well, awesome. I I am very familiar with Wyandotte as well. Okay. My, my family had moved to Southgate when I was a kid, mm-hmm. which is neighbor's Wyandotte. Yep. And then we spent a lot of time in the water and um, at the the park there and Elizabeth Park. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you probably know all about those places, too. Yeah. And it's been cool to transition into a new space, especially since my partner is born and raised from Wyandotte. So we're both kind of exploring this different part of Metro Detroit together and... It's nice while we're able to, while things are opening up and especially, you know, we've had a interesting summer, but now the weather's finally coming around too. Oh yeah, totally. I know this week is, uh, looks amazing for the weather. Uh, everyone's wanting to get out on the, on the lake, paddle board and stuff. I mean, you came out for a boards bar and brunch. Yes. That was my first time ever on a paddle doing board. the paddle board. And I'll be real with you. I'm not really like a water person. I'm very in my kapha, very in my grounding. And it was really cool to connect with the water. I, I found that it actually made it hard to be anxious because it was such a calming atmosphere. So because I was new and I was like not doing so well at the beginning, I was like not super anxious about it. And it was great to have your guidance and Carly's bar was great to wear that. And then the brunch, it was like such a beautiful morning. It was awesome. Yeah. I I loved how you described that, you know, because for me, like it's very calming for myself as well, Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess, teaching somebody even like you know it can get if they start to get a little frustrated uh you know and and I've had a bunch of different types of people come out as as far as experience goes but yeah that water element you know it is sometimes you take it for granted if you're Mm -hmm. around it all the time but then you know you hear that fresh perspective again from someone's feedback and you're like oh yeah right that's cool 
you know? Yeah. And I wore my life jacket. You know, I was like, if I fall in, I'll be okay. But low key, I don't necessarily swim. Like it's, it's something I'm really excited to explore in the later years of my adult life because I've been so in the city and yeah. not really in nature too, too much, but getting my feet wet, literally and figuratively. <laughs> and how did you like the girls today? It was so interesting to work with girls a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. They're around like eight, nine, ten, And I'm typically talking to like 15 year olds. So it was really just great to have their sense of like playfulness they're not like too much in the comparison loops. They're not really connected to the internet mostly to where it was really nice to just have that sense of innocence. And they, but also teaching them, they were very like, like I had to be aware of their attention span because for younger kids, it is a lot harder for them to stay focused on something for a minute, but they were so sweet. Yeah. They were really, really neat girls. I mean, like just sweet, uh, Wanting to help each other, supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, a relay race before you came out, and I was coaching them about it in the morning a little bit when they first got there. And we uh, practiced our turn, so I, I we kind of did almost like a dry run through sort of. Uh, then we went back to land, and we were hanging out, and um, I said, uh, you know, how about we 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 pick a partner. Yeah. But then we'll switch the partner later. We, I'm pretty sure we'll have time to do two because it, was, it wasn't very big. They didn't go, they didn't paddle very far. And um, we were at the pod and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun to watch them coach or, or yell, go, 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 or coach or, mm-hmm. you know, very supportive. They even jumped in the water. So yeah. I left the rules kind of open. I, yeah. you know, I said, really, the rule is that you just have to go down to the dock with the flag, and then you turn back around and make it to the pod, and then you switch off the board. So your partner, your other partner, gets on the board then and does the same thing. And at the end, it was so close on the one that they jumped in and started swimming out. So the one was cheering; she was as she was swimming to her. And then the other one decided that she was going to help the other one by swimming in the back while she paddled. Yeah. I didn't say that they could or could not do that. So we, you know, it's all in fun. But anyway, just witnessing the the supportiveness out of out of them was was my my biggest takeaway. I saw it yesterday as well. But then Mm -hmm. when we added a little bit of a a competition, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that friendly competition, like you said, makes it known when you are a leader and stepping into that. And I love seeing that in young people because it, they haven't been kind of like shamed about that yet. I remember I was always shamed for being like bossy when really I was just being a leader and wanted to kind of like do things the way I wanted. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's very interesting. Uh, Another thing I noticed um, with them is I encouraged them to yell and clap. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, whether they were being too loud or not, yeah, the neighborhood's super quiet at 10, 10 a.m. Um, but I encouraged it, and I remember as a kid, I was I was told, Shh, you're being too loud. Like, mm-hmm. And I was like, I had kind of a flashback moment, and I didn't, I didn't cause that on purpose. Mm-hmm. It just unfolded for me when I was yelling with them or clapping or, or say, yell them on, you know, cheer her on, cheer her on. And I just had an, uh, an epiphany at the moment where I thought, I remember 
you being told like to be quiet even like sheer girl like stop doing that you know so I don't know that was just something that kind of came up in my in my mind and I thought you know yell them on (laughs) you know cause cause some noise and cheer your team member on you know being supportive like that so it was uh, another just fun thing to witness yeah we definitely need more safe spaces for our Young women especially to just not feel, again, that word shame, like shame to explore what it is that like lights them up. And the little girls were doing gymnastics. So like, of course, yoga came naturally to them. And mm-hmm. it's just so wonderful to see that that feels safe for them because especially with, you know, women and their bodies, it's like once we start to have that experience, it stays with us forever. And that's a lot of people ask me why I do the work I do as a teen life coach and mainly it's because I know so many traumatic things happen to these little girls as they grow up to where instead of having it stuck in the body, how can we move it out of the body and process it, even Mm -hmm. talk about it in a safe space and then use it to empower us and kind of do a little shadow work and take a look at, you know, me and for example, my bossiness, how that was a gift to me rather than something where I have actually pulled back in life because I didn't want to be too much or too assertive or, annoying per se Mm -hmm. and I also have like a a big sister wound to where my sister never really was there for me so it's almost me being like I want to be a big sister to these young people because they deserve that support and love that maybe someone isn't giving them in their life or maybe they don't feel safe to give that to themselves Mm -hmm. Uh, how did you how did you really get into this I mean you kind of spilling it a little bit but uh how did you initially like go down this road yeah so 2019 I took a holistic life coaching certification course with Bethany Perry she's a local yin yoga teacher and life coach and her whole program was about neuroscience nutrition yoga mindfulness and intuition and this was at the point in my life and spiritual journey after I quit being a professional makeup artist that I was like I feel called to do this this is a really accessible course for me to become certified in let's do it And once I was done with it, started helping adults kind of tap into their purpose and brand their businesses. And I found that although I was good at that, that maybe wasn't my dharma, which was kind of like my soul's purpose. And as I was taking a look at more of what makes me me and how I've been able to kind of heal my own things in life, it all goes back to kind of my teenage years and how... I definitely wish I had made some better decisions or just had different practices or or even just loved myself more. Mm. And I felt really inspired to shift my business into serving teens and tweens because there's such a gap within coaching of taking this generation that we're going to be living with in the future. Like these are our little boss babes that (laughs) we're going to be living with and sharing this planet with. So to have them be more conscious and aware of how they treat others. And also when the pandemic started, I had a realization of, well, growing up is hard enough. Now their life is flipped upside down. They are doing school online, which is like really hard. Their whole social interactions are just completely different now. Mm-hmm. And they need support. They need some mental health support. And therapy for me growing up definitely seemed like a punishment. It seemed very like, you're messed up. You need to go to a therapist. That's and true. <laughs> it, it almost seems like something that is more negative. And oftentimes... 
it's tough to find a fit for the child because, okay, well, this is what our insurance gives us, so this is who you're going to have to talk to. And I remember I only did therapy like once, and it was because the therapist had told me, well, you're just complaining about your life. And it was just stuff that I was, like, dealing with with my parents, and my dad had, like, anger issues, and I was just, like, venting to her about how this made me feel. And she said, yeah, I think you're just complaining about your life. And I was like, no, these are my feelings and emotions and these are valid to where feeling unvalidated was really like that wound for me Mm -hmm. for talking trauma where I didn't feel like I had a safe space besides my mom. And my mom's already doing enough in her life to where I, I knew that my ability as a coach would be a really bubbly, lively person for these young girls to talk to. And with all my holistic modalities that I love to use, it's a great marriage. So it's nice that I didn't have to like completely rebrand or awakening. I still am teaching these young people to awaken their auras and take a look at what really lights them up. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of different brand pillars that are also about my own things growing up, body image, beauty standards, respecting myself, all these things that I know I'm not the only young woman that went through these. So Almost a year later, I am still coaching teens online, developing group coaching now, and my big goal that I was telling you about earlier is to have like a yoga retreat summer camp experience for these young girls where they create that sisterhood. They're finding joy in these different practices and really understanding how they can integrate these into their daily lives when they're not at a fun yoga summer camp, but to connect with nature, to learn how to eat healthy foods and to... Like, even just be kind to one another in mm-hmm. a circle mm-hmm. is something that I'm holding that vision, and I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I just keep telling everyone about it, and I'm not too attached to how it's going to happen. Sure. But That's good. where I'm at right now is in the virtual realm, which is a beautiful thing because I can serve anybody out there. Yeah, it's opened up a little bit where, you know, you could do something like that virtually. But, yeah, the... Still the other side of what you just just said as far as like how damaging it is to do everything all virtually, right? Mm-hmm. And to have that actual connection and interaction, right? Yeah, it's hard. It's a uh, um it's like I said, it's opened up doors, but then it's also you know, just finding the right balance between the two, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. That's why today was such a treat, just actually leading girls through a yoga practice in real life. And when, when I did have this pivot, I realized, okay, well, kids know how to use Zoom now. Because even before COVID, I started my business as a virtual business. Mm. That's kind of how life coaching is. Okay. So I've always been kind of hip to branding and social media. So now where I'm at is shifting my audience, trying to get more moms to see my things and Mm -hmm. connecting with more teens online, which I feel like there's a lot of noise within the whole world of TikTok. So I'm just trying to find my balance and how I'm getting this education out there. Mm -hmm. But it's also for me, I can't be an authentic leader if I'm not doing the work myself. So where I'm at is kind of backtracking on this spiritual journey I had mentioned and kind of taking a look at the places where I've maybe bypassed to have it be a mirror of the work that I'm doing for these young girls and maybe visiting my inner child and and where a lot of these pains stemmed from Mm -hmm. while I'm helping these girls at the same time. It's a very interesting timeline. It is. It is. 
And, you know, and, and we're actually together doing this podcast. I've done that maybe a handful of times throughout yeah. this time that I've, I've had this started now. We're on, um, geez, what is this episode? What are we recording right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing track. Episode 34. Okay. That's what this is. And, um, I've had a variety of people and I've had people, you know, in other states, which is great because they're not going to travel to me. Yeah. Um, and, and, but it's nice to have this visual. Now we, we don't have the video today, like the other episodes, but mm-hmm. we'll take an awesome picture together and, you know, post about it or whatever. But, um, yeah, the, you know, it's, it's, um, it's nice to have the interaction of course. And, um, the uh, connection face to face versus everything behind behind the screen, um, but I mean, I, and I love I love what you did. You had a little like book for them, yes. With um, it's, it's something you created. Yes, it's a self published journal on Amazon. It's called the Self Growth Habit Journal, and I originally had just made it for adults, but it's it can translate to any young woman of taking a look at their intentions in the morning. There's like a little mindfulness checklist. And then at night you're reflecting on what you're proud of yourself for and the things you need to do to prepare for the next day. And that was in 2019. That was a time where I was just super excited about all this personal development work that I've embarked on. And and three years later, I'm actually a little bit less attached to a lot of spiritual and personal development things because almost seeking oh I need this healer to fix me I need this next coach to make me feel better I need this next thing to make me feel whole Mm -hmm. when I'm starting to realize I'm the thing that's going to make me feel whole discovering who I am and what I really want spending more alone time doing more things for myself that's really what is going to light me up and I think sometimes we get kind of stuck in these practices where I, I was into Kundalini for a minute. I was doing a Kriya for over 180 days. Wow. And there was a point where I just knew I had to stop because I no longer was connected to the practice. It was more like a regimented, I just need to wake up and do this to get it done. Mm. And I'm, it's like cute to see my old creation and, and give it to others and see how it can impact them. But now I'm taking a look at what I really need. And it is kind of going back to the basics and the foundations of why I'm even on this path in mm-hmm. the first place. Mm-hmm. And it is a lot of Dharma work, a lot of looking at my purpose and how I'm embodying that. And it's one of those things where you got to practice what you preach. Yeah, that's right. That's true. That's very true because, well, it's going to show, you know. And, uh, I mean, and, and why why do that anyways to yourself? I mean, if you're not if you're not into it or not passionate about it, and, you know, I can, I can say that out of a lot of things that I've done about in my life that were forced and it didn't work and anything forced just didn't come out right. And it felt weird and awkward and then, yeah, ended up not working. And then when you're really doing something that you're super passionate about, it just starts to come out and it just, I've, that's sort of where I, where I'm at or how I feel, um, with the stuff that um, I've been doing and, you know, it, it's like I have a vision or I have a, a path, but if it's a, if it's an actual checklist goal, um, then it starts to feel a little, little too forced mm-hmm. or yeah. maybe pressurized. So I don't go about it like that. Yep. Um, 
I see things like on the horizon. I mean, just like you know, this event for the for the two days. So I I, I started out okay. We'll do this two days, brainstorming about it, just writing I- ideas. It could go this way. It could go that way, and um. I heard about a lot of people that would be interested with their with their daughter participating, and um, but it didn't necessarily go down that route. Yeah, you know, and that's okay because I was just like, all right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try this. But but I had um, you know, some brain like brainstorming ses- sessions or from other ones that have successfully had these events like kids camps and talked about what they did. And just looking at their websites and just comparing notes type of thing. So that helped as well uh, to to create this one and hold it. But we'll just we'll just build on from yeah. from there, you know, whatever happens next summer, which is nice. So I, you know, f- seeing seeing some growth or something or something different. Of course, yeah. Luna's always by my side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. It, you know, you're just kind of letting it unfold instead of like this this planned out calendar. No, it has to be this day. Mm-hmm. You have to have m- this many numbers or, yeah. you know, whatever it's the case may be. sustainable. And that's why with my students, I like to address values for them rather than these big goals within my time with them because a lot of these goals can be really triggering to somebody's nervous system like right especially if body image and weight loss is something that they're seeking that could easily turn into an eating disorder if they go a little off the deep end with the goals and fixating on where they need to be to where I think I'm shifting my viewpoint of there's no one thing that's gonna fix you because a you're not broken and b we are allowed to be a work in progress and a masterpiece simultaneously Mm -hmm. where these young people can understand more is realizing they are already a masterpiece. They don't have to do the new hairstyle to be popular. They don't have to get the Ugg boots to seem rich. They don't have to do any body modifications to be attractive to men. Like they can just be themselves. Yeah. And that is so liberating and for them to even just feel a sense of love for themselves and know that that's safe instead of the narrative of, oh, you know, you're cocky or, or liking yourself is like self-obsessive, you know, whatever that story is someone else is telling them, how can they decide that for themselves and yeah. love the things about themselves that may be imperfections, mm-hmm. but utilize that as a gift that makes them unique. Right. And... How many times have you heard, like, you were talking about either the makeup or the clothing mm. or this or that, mm. and come to find out, like, you know, <laughs> hey, ooh, hey, <laughs> yes, Luna, okay, that being natural was just the way to do it, Yeah, you know, and being natural, it let these other beautiful things unfold, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes, I guess, you, people find out about that like the hard way or they learned a lesson maybe I'm talking more like adults that have like already gone through these things in life and it's like you know if I only would have known this when I was in middle school Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly and those traumas and triggers from those times can really impact our adulthood and with makeup for example Mm -hmm. I was a makeup artist I was drinking the kool-aid of 
you know, not going anywhere without my face all glammed up. And when I was practicing this as my career, I almost had a sense of guilt because I was enabling these beauty standards of women feeling as though they need to change themselves Mm -hmm. to feel whole and feel accepted. And, you know, if you contour my nose in this way, I love myself now. But without it, I don't like who I am. And to me, that was so tough to have is my artistry because I was enabling people to not really like their natural selves. More people than often aren't that self-critical, but makeup is a fun expression, but on the other end, it can allow people to really feel like it's a crutch to change themselves when if we stopped saying things like birthmarks or a nose bump or whatever your unique facial feature is, if we stop saying that's not normal, that would definitely put a lot of companies out of business when it comes to all the different things to hide yourself. Yeah. And makeup is so big within teens now, which is fun because it's a self-expression and I think it's a healthy thing as long as we don't feel like we need this to feel beautiful, which for so long I did. Yeah. And yeah. And, really? and now because I'm this yogi holistic person, I'm like, oh, well, let me put on my tinted moisturizer. I'm good. <laughs> but I still struggle maybe sometimes with like, oh, I, I wish I had longer eyelashes or I wish I had this. I wish I had that when mm. that's not going to make me feel whole. What's mm-hmm. going to make me feel whole is actually accepting who I am. Mm-hmm. That's that's the Kool-Aid you need to drink. Right, right. So having a little bit of makeup here and there, I mean, that's not that's not a bad thing. No. No, but it's a balance of in the mindset of well, where are you coming from with, with this makeup. Yeah. You what know? is your intention of using the tool to enhance yourself? Yeah. And I think insecurity is something that any identifying female can relate to with feeling insecure in some way to where if we all just... <laughs> looked back and when is that first memory I felt insecure who told me that you know my my butt was too big right and (laughs) and why (laughs) and what was that person's opinion and viewpoint to where those opinions of others really end up creating limiting beliefs in our mind Mm -hmm. and 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 causing even a little bit of body dysmorphia because somebody told us that this is not okay right and There's so many different layers and examples I could share of, you know, how this affects young girls' mind. But I think body image and beauty standards is a whole can of worms that most people can relate to. Yeah. Such a hard thing, you know. It's like, yeah, it's a a big topic, (laughs) really. Kind of told this, um, you know, you you take for granted sort of what you do a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean... You still have the mindset, but it's like um, when I get reminded, like, man, what you're doing and getting people out and, you know, that might be a little bit of their comfort zone, too, but you're getting them out in nature and doing something different and just, like, you know, forget the screens, forget the phone, all of those things. And it and it doesn't matter, like, what they do with it, either make either it's challenging or you just learn enough to move the board or you just, Hey, I'm just chilling on the board, you know? And, and I mean, even with the girls, there was plenty of times that there was 
some play that was yeah. going on and it introduces that. But, but when I hear it from somebody else, you know, you see it under a different light. It's like, I kind of know all of these things, but when I hear someone else describe it or say it, you know, it, it, um, well, it makes, yeah, it makes you feel good, but it's also like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying my best, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's really like at, at the end of the day, things that like with your tool set and what you know that you're just trying your best it's like you know you one one girl at a time or one camp at a time or yeah. whatever you know it might be and uh i mean i'd i'd think about a kids camp as as well in the future but i really like doing the girl you know having the girls together yeah you and know confidence overall is what people are striving for whatever new fun thing that they're trying Mm -hmm. and that's why that's one of the things that I share within my marketing of this is what I guide people toward confidence is very subjective it all it means something different for each person Mm -hmm. but I think that's the main theme that really is lacking from our younger generation is that confidence to trust themselves to feel beautiful to feel smart enough to just feel enough in general and I think if we can create a ripple effect between you know the young women feeling embodied and who they are and to love themselves it'll rub off on their mom a little bit sure or ancestrally through the the generations even if their loved ones have passed Mm -hmm. knowing that we can do a little ancestral healing work is a huge reason why I shifted as well because that's very powerful. And I know that a lot of mothers still struggle with these themes and have a hard time addressing these themes themselves to where sure. it's hard enough to even tell their daughter, you're beautiful, love yourself the way they are, when they may, may not believe that themselves, which it takes literal re- rewiring of the brain. Yeah. So that's why holistic <laughs> modalities are like, okay, I'm using these because I know that these are sustainable practices that can help create that neuroplasticity. Wow. Using big words now. (laughs) Yeah. Take me back. You said first there was the, um, the ancestry Uh and I'm, I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. There's a whole nother layer of this Mm -hmm. behind all of this. It's crazy. It's like mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for example, like, my grandma and my mom, they've always struggled with their weight. And I know that their mothers have struggled with that. And my sister to where it's like, how can we stop this generationally to where even if I don't have this big weight loss transformation, what if I, it just looked like me adopting a healthier lifestyle? And one little thing I share with my mom may encourage her mom to do something. Mm-hmm. And that's the shift right there. That can be a sense of healing to where I I definitely believe in like the Akashic realm and past lives and all that stuff to where <laughs> it's like if we can create these shifts just within my bloodline, it can impact the pain that maybe my great-great-grandma had about her body image and her soul can lay more peacefully knowing that it was okay to be curvier I'm sure that was more celebrated long, long ago, but in today's realm, it's not to where if we can rewrite these generational idols, you know, Marilyn Monroe was the it girl. Mm -hmm. Now our it girl is 
a product of plastic surgery Mm -hmm. to where if we can shift this perception of what beauty is and just honor all shapes and sizes, all colors, all identities, even those that are, you know, different with, you know, they might not have a limb. Like I I love seeing more inclusivity and diversity within marketing nowadays because it gives people permission to feel like, oh, wow, that that model at Target's modeling these yoga pants and doesn't have an arm and, and something happened to me where I was born without one, like I'm finally being represented. Right. And not in like a showcasing way, like like tokenism, but more so like I finally feel normal, which even if you have both arms, sometimes we don't feel normal in our bodies, which mm-hmm. such a shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've noticed more of that with especially the – the sports clothing, mm-hmm. uh, yoga and and tennis, or the, there's the one brand that uh, identifies all the swimming and everything. And I've noticed that more a lot, a lot of different um, types of bodies and yeah. girls and um, yeah, just what you said, like completely different. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's such an interesting topic, you know. And I feel like it could, you know, definitely can go down a lot of different avenues for it as well. Um, And, you know, as far as like a discovery goes, it's like, um, it could, that could happen anywhere. You know, like you could be out like, just like, just like today, some of the thoughts that I had, you know, and I, I don't think I would have realized some of those things. Yeah. Unless I, I, you know, only with I was with them. That was it. You know, I wouldn't have thought of that or whatever. So. There are teachers. Yeah. Yeah. These young people really are our teachers. And. Yes. I learn a lot from their perspective and the things that, you know, are troubling them and their values of wanting to be a good friend and a good daughter and a good sister and. It just shows me that it really can be so simple. Mm-hmm. And our adult world does complicate a lot of things. So how can I catch these young minds while they're very malleable to put themselves first? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like shamed in our society. Oh, that's selfish. Self-care is selfish. Oh, you know, if you put the oxygen oxygen mask on before yourself, or if you put it on yourself before someone else and the plane's crashing, that's bad. Like all these metaphors yeah. mm-hmm. of you should not put yourself first. But a lot of these kids are doing so much. Choir, cheer youth group this that and the other when it's like when's your time for like taking a bath and like taking some self-care your (laughs) your skincare um you know like getting good rest what does your nighttime routine look like and some of these teens look at me and they're like I've never heard of that and Mm -hmm. and then they tell me they have problems sleeping it's where it's like well let's get you some red lights let's get you some lavender going do you have a diffuser like really trying to put the pieces together to not only have these kind of surface level tools but then okay well meditation takes five minutes you're gonna sit there and breathe mm-hmm. that's all you're gonna do doesn't have to be fancy and the tools that I like to teach are things that we really have within us yoga you don't even need a mat you need your body that's yeah. all you need your body and your breath mm-hmm. the tapping that I taught today that it's yeah. psychological acupressure 
It's you need your voice and your fingers to tap on your meridian lines. All these things are very accessible to us and within us and not very expensive because I think a fear with parents, you know, taking this sort of initiative to give them their children some sort of coping mechanism is, oh, this might be expensive, whatever, Mm -hmm. to where a lot of these practices are a Google search away. Wow. It just takes them to to dedicate and and trust and surrender that this is going to help them. Because if you go into it with, well, I don't want to meditate. This isn't going to do anything for me. Then it's not going to do anything for you. Mm-hmm. It's all about our belief systems. Yeah. And I've had a few students kind of question. They, they questioned because it was new age when. Oh, really? It's not really new age. These are actually sacred technologies and scientific systems that have been around for a really long time, especially something like yoga and and pranayama. (laughs) So it excites me to know that I have the ability to have reverence toward these really cool techniques and modalities and introduce them to this young generation. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. And so you, you definitely work on this, um, full time. Mm -hmm. You're at your, it's your, uh, your own baby, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do you ever do you ever think of anything that's super challenging? Like it could be with, when you're with them, maybe mm-hmm. or beforehand. I don't know. I think my own personal life is always a, a fun challenge in the mix mm-hmm. because it you have to show up for these people in your most authentic way. And if you have stuff on your heart and things that are happening in your life, whether it's within your friends, your romantic life, it, it can be tough to show up. And yeah. especially because I do my marketing on social media, I don't show up every day. Yeah. I, I It's very hard to show my face and to be this la la la, happy happy, when I may be going through the mud to reach my lotus. And it's been an interesting year for my personal life. I've been with my partner for seven years. We opened up our relationship. I have been realizing I need to spend more alone time with myself. I've realized I have some insecurities that I've bypassed to where that's been the true challenge of, oh, I'm not this perfect leader. But it's also that sense of humility because Mm. I don't think anybody wants to hire a coach that is this perfect person that has no problems and hasn't been through anything. And, you know, that's the person that's going to help them with their deep, dark stuff that they've got Mm -hmm. to where... It can be a little distracting when it comes to like trying to get stuff done, just like me and my life. And then, of course, I'm trying to change my healthy lifestyle. So like eating healthier and I'm doing personal training and it's like there's so many moving parts to me embodying my fullest, healthiest self. And I don't know if I'll ever get there because it's that balance of, well, I want to take a break. I want to just relax and watch TV. Like I feel like relaxing watching tv is like shamed within the entrepreneur community because you need to be hustling more and it's Mm -hmm. a lot of noise of what these other people are telling me i should be doing to reach success when success again is subjective and i'm super grateful that i've been able to kind of find my flow of my self-care and also how i show up for these young people Mm mm-hmm it's all very interesting that we, it, I mean, because we, we all go through this ourselves. It's it's either just sitting down or taking a, a viewpoint of it, um, and because I I go through it too, and it's it, it's it's what you just said as far as like okay, I need to do some self care, like time for myself, 
it's either mentally, physically, uh, you know, it could be a skincare routine mm-hmm. or something. I don't know anything. And, um, yeah, it's realizing that and, you know, and doing it because when you are doing your own thing, and this is the other side of the story is that so many times people, yeah, you, sh- you should be hustling or you hear people, oh yeah, I would definitely 80 hours a week. Um, it's so hard. It's so hard, especially when people do want to do their own thing, but they're still working another job like full time. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of get that, you know, like I guess as far as a routine or like a journey, like if you started out that way and then like, you know, evolved, you, okay, now you realized, wait a minute, you know, I don't have time for my family. I don't have time to even make myself a dinner, let alone then. Okay. Like time to back off. And I find myself doing that too. It's like a, it's like a meter. It goes high and then it goes back low. It's like, you know, you're trying to ride right in the middle there where like, yeah, I am, I am working hard and, and trying to, you know, get to every opportunity but at the same time, if I'm just like running ragged, yeah. my my energy level, my everything is like down the drain. I don't even have, you know, time to carry the paddleboard. Yeah. <laughs> then there's a problem. And it's um I know it's always something that I'm working on because I can be a super hard worker where like I do feel like I need to just keep drilling, drilling, drilling. But again, it goes back to that like forced thing. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, yeah, well, are you really like forcing the right thing? So maybe, you know, just allowing something to breathe, mm-hmm. to give air, like space to, is also a good thing, you yeah. know. Yeah, and I like to work with the doshas a lot because mm-hmm. Ayurveda is just such a beautiful science. And to think in entrepreneurship, I do have my times of vata where I'm more creative and airy fairy and just kind of like going with the flow. Yeah. And then I do have more times of pitta where I'm batching and I'm launching and I'm doing all the uh, tax stuff and all the stuff that I'm not naturally good at because Mm -hmm. what I'm naturally is the kapha. I like to just chill and give myself that rest and care and also read and learn and work on my craft and that's kind of what this summer has been for me especially because I was telling you I've podcasted for two years straight on or awakening radio interviewing different people from metro Detroit awesome. and I realized I'm gonna take a break because I deserve that and it's felt good to just kind of know that the episodes are there the messages are there and I'm kind of reframing my podcast journey into seasons to where I can release things in a season rather than every single week, which is really exciting. So I think, you know, with entrepreneurship, it's a beautiful way to customize what works for you. Mm -hmm. And even just when it comes down to like your ethics and what aligns with you and your business practices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. I I thought too. I was like, do I take the summer off with the podcast? And I know it'll be back in the fall, mm-hmm. but I kept finding these opportunities. So, you know, I've just jumped on the opportunities, and they and it's worked out. I mean, like here you are, you are with me. You know, if I said, oh well, I took the summer off, I wouldn't have had the opportunity. But right. I feel like it, it it wasn't forced. It was something that just naturally like yeah. grew, which is awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. I sometimes I just say, take a chill pill. <laughs> yeah. Which for me, I'm realizing more the older I get, the less chill I have. 
I'm very time oriented and mm-hmm. I'm very structured and I realize maybe that's not good for me. Maybe I need to relax a little bit. And I think yeah. finding whatever tool helps you to do that is is a really fun way to explore, which we get to. It's like a it's very much a luxury to feel feel the feelings of this is what makes me feel really chill. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of growth can come from because in this journey of me doing therapy as well, I finally, you know, healed my wound with that. I realized I'm somebody that, that puts a lot of pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. And where does that stem from in my teenage years and childhood? And, and how can I reframe that pressure? Because, you know what they say, pressure creates diamonds. But yeah. how can I give myself a little bit of ease and grace? Because everything's a mirror. I need to give the people in my life more ease and grace. Mm-hmm. because I can't be pressuring them to do all the things. Mm-hmm. So the way we treat ourselves very much is a mirror for others. So with the whole ancestral healing thing, not only is this going to help, you know, the young girls' families, but they can treat their friends with more intention and love, and maybe their friends can pick up on that to where we can stop the whole mean girl bullying trope because right. that's a whole other unfortunate mm-hmm. part that comes with growing up as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I hope that it's not exactly like, you know, when maybe when we grew up in adolescence, um, you know, I watching these girls, I had a lot of hope that, mm. you know, maybe and I have no idea because I'm not around them all the time. And, you know, they go to school and stuff. But, um, I, you know, as, as far as them being so supportive toward each other, I, I loved hearing that. And then I guess because I was having flashbacks, I was like, "Did did I act? Did we do this? I know what what they were doing. We did. Mm-hmm. So they they did like a little even um, judging each other on yeah. a, on a dance routine, but they were so supportive in a way Aww. about it. And that's the same with the relay race. You know, it, it came as like, yeah, we can have a little competition, but they were still supporting one another. It wasn't like, oh no, we're the best. You know and like that type of thing or um even in the dance routine the two girls they were going the two girls were judging and the other two were were doing and just making it up just you know with they had the boards and they were using the boards with oh, the wow. dance routine and i i was amazed when i i heard the one girl went and then the other one got, went and they were like wow i'm loving this Aww. this is creative this is cuz it was totally different from the first girl you know and I was like, wow, I love their reactions. Yeah. You know, like, that's so cool. Because I'm thinking back, like, when I was a kid, was it like that? Were we like that? And I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't know if we were. I think we might have been more like, um, I don't know if I would have done that move. That move wasn't, like, right. great. Yeah, you questioning know? others and criticism. Yes. And I think jealousy is a huge thing that can really hinder females interacting with each other in an authentic way because we struggle to honor the beauty we see in others knowing that that beauty is within us yeah so where it's again it's another mirror to where the amazingness that I see in you that's me being amazing because I'm able to see that within you and mm-hmm. I think if women even told each other more like hey I, I I think you're beautiful or oh I you know kind of these like even deeper non-physical compliments like I really love the way you care about others Mm -hmm. these things would be so much more helpful for the culture of women supporting women in an authentic way because there can be some yeah oh women support women but on the closed doors it's still 
like the high school yeah jargon of oh well she did this and you know there's history with a lot of women especially metro detroit it's a small area Mm -hmm. and the entrepreneurs there's a lot of them so with these young people it's going to be really exciting to teach them these ethical practices of how to be a true sister oh that's awesome yeah it's it's awesome i know it's hard work it's can be challenging and all of that but how cool is that you know and I love how this this just like fell together yeah I on your <laughs> flyer you I was saw you're doing a girls camp and I was like I need to be a part of this I want to do this yeah <laughs> so it just worked out naturally to be able to offer something and and that's truly why I always reference back to the word dharma soul's purpose because I want to be of service mm-hmm. I want to serve the people that I know I can to create that lasting impact and whether that brings income or not, doesn't matter. The impact I know I can make is that's the sustainability of the culture that I would love to have young women share with one another. That's awesome. It's so cool. So tell, do tell, um, again, your, your name with your email or your website, I should yeah. say, and uh, social medias. Yeah, if you Google Or Awakening, you'll find the website orawakening.com. Or Awakening Radio's there. There's over 150 something episodes with cool. so many amazing stories of people of Metro Detroit and a few others that aren't from the area sharing about their entrepreneurial journeys. We'll have to connect this fall to get you on there. Cool. And my personal Instagram's awakening.alissa and then the website or the podcast Instagram is Or Awakening. And I think that's it. Well, that's awesome. I loved it. And I think they did really well with you today. And they got their their book that they can little take away yeah. to do. That's so cool that you could share. You could share that. I appreciate it. Yeah, my <laughs> pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. I loved it. This is and, and we and we did it in person. Yeah. And such a beautiful Tuesday with some kombucha. Yeah, so we got kombucha here when we just got off the lake with the girls and uh yeah, what an awesome time. We'll take a mental capture of it, huh? Yes. All right, cool. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste.